Hey girl, hey! Welcome to the Dynamic Duo Podcast. We are Ashley and Megan, sisters, BFFs, and entrepreneurs who are raising babies and building businesses. We are taking things day by day and want to bring you along on this journey with us so that we can figure this shit out together. Us busy mamas need to stick together, am I right? So go reheat your lukewarm coffee for the third time and listen in while you're doing all the things, you multitasking co-wayne. Hello and welcome. We are your hosts, Megan and Ashley of the Dynamic Duo, and we are joined today with a special guest, Renee Goodwin, and we are so excited to have her on today. Um, She is a fitness, I don't even know what you do, you can tell us, and a mom and all the things. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we're going to get started. Yeah, so I am Renee Goodwin, and I am an online fitness coach. Um, So I help busy moms really lose those like pesky, you know, pounds that we're always trying to get rid of. Um, But I really help them do that in a way that is sustainable, and it's more of a lifestyle change. So um, really teaching them that we don't have to restrict everything in our lives to, you know, be able to be the healthiest version of ourselves. Um, And, you know, I think that that's kind of the biggest thing that has been important to me, important to me about um, starting this business is, you know, kind of getting that message out there that we don't have to restrict and, um, and, kind of kill ourselves to, to look our best. So, yeah, I think that's great. I think, um, so let's chat a little bit about what we were saying before we hit record about how things that you learned from growing up can like affect you in a negative way when it comes to your like healthy eating habits or lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, so we all grow up with, um, kind of these paradigms that were just taught to us through our grandparents teaching our parents and then our parents teaching us. And a lot of times, you know, we don't even question them. We don't research them. We, we just go along with whatever, because we trust that person. We love that person. And so we just trust that whatever they're saying is the right thing. And, um, you know, I mean, I grew up where, counting calories was a big thing or, um, where carbs were the enemy, right? Like, Oh Mm -hmm. gosh, don't eat bread. Like that'll, you know, make your butt big or, you know, whatever. So, um, it's just, yeah, (laughs) we're trying to get that Kim Kardashian booty. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, you know, believing all of those things. And it wasn't until I started taking control of my own health journey that, you know, I started to learn all of these things that like, oh my gosh, this is the furthest thing from the truth. Like carbs are not the enemy. Um, Carbs are our energy source. And, um, and so, you know, just kind of looking at it that way and going and questioning it and not in a, in a negative response whatsoever. It's funny. I was told this story not too long ago and it kind of made me giggle because this is totally the way that we look at things. Right. So there's this woman that, um, was putting a roast in a crock pot and she cut both of the ends off the roast and put it in the crock pot. And her daughter went, mom, why are you doing that? And she's like, well, that's just the way you do it. That's what you have to do when you put it in the crock pot. And, um, so this daughter like kept questioning it and 
come to find out the whole reason that, so this, this woman goes and asks her, her mom, you know, why do we cut the ends off the crock pot? And she goes, well, that's what my mom told me we had to do to fit it into the crock pot. Um, you know, that's what you have to do to cook it in there. And so then she goes and asks her, so she's going down the line, right? Finally, she gets to her great grandmother and, her great grandmother's like, oh, well, I cut the ends off the pot roast because it wouldn't actually fit into the crock pot that I had. Right. I've heard this story before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so then it makes you think like, oh my gosh, how many other things are we doing just because someone said that that's the way it should be done? Yeah. Um, That's good. And you don't know. You don't know until you know. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I kind of got into the health, um, the health and fitness world after I went through my own transformation. Um, So I lost 40 pounds and uh, just became really um, not obsessed, but just like, really enthralled with the way that the body works and, you know, the change that you can, that you can make within your body. And, um, so decided to go get my certifications and, and to try to help other women. Um, and that I competed in, um, my first bodybuilding competition in March and, Whew, that was it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, it was a big eye opener. Um, I think it pushed me even more to get the word out there to women. Um, just because it is a different experience that you go through. Um, but you know, I think that it's important for us to realize that food is not the enemy and that, you know, it's, it's really the type of food that we're eating um, and not the actual food. So people say that carbs are the enemy. Well, carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are, are great and can really help you, you know, push through a good workout and it's our energy source. And, um, I think that, you know, it's the type of carb, like, okay, if you're eating pizza versus, you know, an English muffin, there's, a big difference between the nutritional value that you're getting, um, from those or a sweet potato versus, you know, um, a piece of pizza, like there's a a huge, um, so you have nutrient dense foods versus, you know, kind of those, um, those prepackaged processed foods. Um, and I always tell my clients, like, it's kind of that 80, 20 rule, you know, get 80% nutrient dense foods. Um, so, you know, whether they're coming from like whole food sources, um, and then 20% is like those fun foods, those things that you just want to kind of add into your diet so that you don't feel restricted. And that's one of the biggest things I hear from my clients all the time is, oh my gosh, I don't feel restricted doing this. And you shouldn't. Yeah. And then I have a question for you, Renee. So this is that I try to, um, in, you know, ingrain into my daughter, Layla, who's a freshman in high school. And it's uh, like you were saying, we all are obsessed with counting how many calories, but the, what the analogy that I always try to give her is like, you can eat a meal that's 
800 calories and it could be two different meals in their exact, the exact same amount of calories. And they're going to treat your body totally different. So just because you're eating a large number of calories, that does not mean that it's bad. It's what you're actually putting and fueling your body with. So, um, I just think it's important to stop and with the scale too, you can look at two different men that weigh the same exact weight that look completely different because of what they're putting in their body and how in their, you know, their exercise routines and things like that. So I think that's important for, for women and especially young girls and teenagers to, to keep in mind too. stop counting. Yeah. Uh, well, I am. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, with, about the, you know, the teenage girls nowadays, they're, um, I mean, they, if you think about it, like, I know that when I, I mean, I'm 35. So like when I grew up, we didn't have Facebook and Instagram, um, consuming us when we were in school, you know, my yeah. first cell phone was a flip phone and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it is a little bit different, but you know, the world that our kids are growing up in right now, they are consumed with, um, these quote unquote, perfect body images, they are flooded with, you know, misinformation constantly, and they have to decipher what is truth and what is not truth. And they don't know the difference because they're not, you know, they're not taught that in school. They're not taught about nutrition in school or, you know, anything like that. And so it's, it's put on us as, as their parents, um, to kind of go into that and teach them that. And that's why I am creating this, this program for teen girls and their moms, because I want that, you know, I notice it with my own daughter, my my daughter's 14 years old and, you know, I notice it so much with, you know, her and her friends, the way they talk about themselves, um, is just like, I'm like, they're constantly, oh my gosh, this, you know, this doesn't look right. Oh, this is cringy, you know, whatever. (laughs) And it's like, oh my gosh, you guys should be like, like all of you are beautiful and, you know, one is worried that she's too tall. Another is worried that her pants size is too big and, and they're like gorgeous the way that they are. Um, and so I think that they don't understand, um, the way that they are speaking to themselves is actually affecting, um, you know, their thought process and, and everything. Um, so I think it's because beauty and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off this beauty and like health is from the society standpoint is pushed to equal skinny and it's such a physical appearance thing. Nobody talks about, you know, how your beauty and, you know, what makes you beautiful as a person coming from the inside. I mean, I'm not saying no one does, but it's the exception, you know, it's not what, it's not what's pushed in your face all the time, you know, Well, because you can't see what's on the inside. Right. Right. The inside is not a physical appearance. And so it's hard, I think, for our kids to, to understand that almost. Um, And, you know, I think that us as women, uh, as mothers have to be careful on how we speak to ourselves as well. And that is the biggest thing that I noticed, especially looking back, you know, um, when I first started my journey, 
I was not very nice to myself. Um, I was constantly, you know, tugging or tucking or, you know, doing something to make my myself look different um, and was constantly looking in the mirror like, oh, gosh, I feel so fat, you know, and while I wasn't saying that out loud, she could see that mm-hmm. and they pick up on that type of stuff more than we know. Yeah. Um, and so I made it kind of my mission when I started my journey not to push it on to my kids. Um, I didn't Mm -hmm. want them to be like, well, mom's dieting, so you have to diet. Um, So I really wanted it to be this like organic thing where I, you know, a lot of times when people are watching you, you're inspiring them just by them watching you. And so I really kept that in the back of my mind when I was going through my health journey is like, okay, I know that they are watching me and I don't have to say anything to them um, in order for them to pick up what I'm doing. And before long, you know, they were asking me like, Hey mom, can I try some of what you're eating? Or, Hey mom, can I come to the gym with you? Which that was like, yes, of course you can. (laughs) Right. That was just such a fun. And I, I just, I love going to the gym with them now. And, but I never force them to go. It's always on their own terms. Um, And I think that's really important too, is like let giving them the information and supplying them with what, you know, they need to know in order to make a good decision, but not forcing it on them because then that's kind of where that bad relationship with food comes in. Um, you know, I've heard, I've, I mean, I've had friends of mine that are like, Oh, my mom used to make me eat Brussels sprouts all the time. And like, yeah. I hate them now. Yeah. Um, but if you give them a choice and, you know, kind of even explain, I mean, I've gone as far as just explaining the nutritional value of a food and like, Hey, this will give you energy or, you know, just like it's a testing day. So make sure that, you know, you get a good, breakfast in you, make sure you have some protein in there. So you stay full, um, those sorts of things. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about your journey, your personal health journey? So, um, I guess you said you lost 40 pounds. Did you, um, were you randomly just like, okay, I need to make a change or what kind of opened your eyes to get in, you know, healthy? Yeah. So that's a good question. Um, so my health journey actually started because, um, I was really unhappy with myself and my body for a long time. Um, I had my kids at 21 years old. Um, so I had zero idea of who I was. Um, I just went straight in from being like this, like clueless 20 year old, just like YOLO to, um, (laughs) to like basically, becoming this a mom. And then on top of that, my husband and I were only dating for three months before I got pregnant. So Mm. yeah, like I was trying to like figure out who I was trying to be a mom to twins. And then, um, on top of that, you know, my husband and I trying to get to know each other essentially, um, and get to be parents at the same time. So it was just a very like, you know, it was an experience looking back on it. Um, but you know, 
I think that we both did the best that we could. And so, but I, I always knew that I was really unhappy with myself. Um, and so I, I had struggled a lot with depression and anxiety, um, had been put on medication, had been, been to therapy and, um, just finally got to my, to the point where we were on our way to a, um, a pool party. It was near 4th of July. And I put this bathing suit on and was just like, I look disgusting. And I mean, this is how I talked to myself. Right. (laughs) And, um, at that point I was like, I have to make a change because it, no one's going to do it for me. Like I have to put in the work. So, um, I ended up starting on a program that, you know, it really did change my life, but it was a quick fix. And so I started on this program, lost 40 pounds, you know, started to, um, do hot yoga, um, fell in love with that, but I really, ew, by the way, (laughs) I'm like, that is literally not my idea of a good time. Like you are going to sweat your life away put on all these clothes and do yoga. And we're going to put the temperature up to 90 degrees. Heck to the no, sorry. Continue. (laughs) Uh, I absolutely loved it. It was awesome. And I'm not a sweater. So like I am literally sweating right now, sitting, doing nothing (laughs) in my home where it's 70 degrees. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to sweat. So I would be next to this guy that was in my class and he would be like dripping sweat on the mat next to me. And I'm just like, I'm just glistening right now. (laughs) Sparkling. Yeah. So, um, I did that. And then I really just got to a point where I was feeling really stuck in that program. Um, so they said it was a lifestyle change, but it wasn't it. You had to buy products from them. Um, I felt very like stuck in that lifestyle and I'm like, this is not living. Like I can't even, like, I wasn't even having real meals throughout the day. I was having five meals from a package and then two meals that were like, salads or, you know, whatever. And then, you know, I, I, I wasn't allowed to eat fruit. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like, this is not a way to live. So I finally started to like really question things and question like, is this program actually sustainable? Is this like what I should be doing? So I went to a gym and talked to this trainer and said, Hey, I want to compete. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Um, so I mean, go big or go home. Right. So I ended up, um, training for this competition, getting off that other program completely and, um, going into another meal plan and realized like, this is not healthy either. Right. Like I was literally eating the same thing every day for three months. Um, and, that can lead to a lot of other things such as eating disorders and all the things. So that show got canceled because of COVID and I came into macros and was like, oh my gosh, this is life-changing. Like I am maintaining my weight. I'm eating the foods that I want. I don't feel restricted whatsoever. Like, this is crazy. Why aren't people talking more about this? 
And, um, so that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to get my certification. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to like, I'm going to let all the women know (laughs) that they do not have to live their life. Like, like I am living it right now. And, um, so that's when I started my, my coaching business. And, um, and then I, I did compete in March and I did go back on that restrictive diet. Um, and I, and in a sense, I regret it <laughs> um, because it, it did come along with um, a lot of negative uh, aspects to it. As far as you know, you feel very restricted. Um, you start to kind of develop this unhealthy relationship with food because you are restricting yourself so much, um, which is what I was experiencing with the other program. Um, and then you kind of start to. I started to develop, um, body dysmorphia. So, um, you know, looking in the mirror, you see this person that, you know, other people are like, holy crap, you know, you're shredded and you look fantastic. But to me, I still looked like that girl that I was before I lost my weight. Um, so, you know, I was not seeing what everyone else was seeing. So, um, I ended up, you know, hiring a coach. Um, I'm a full believer in coaches need coaches. And I ended up hiring a coach and was able to, you know, work my way through that. I reverse dieted in a healthy way. And luckily it only took me a week after the show to figure out like something's off. Something is not right here. Um, But, you know, I hired a coach and then was able to get back on the right track. So um, I am forever grateful for actually being self-aware enough to be like, something's off. So, right. And to not keep living in that like season of like competition after competition after competition and like focus so much on the scale and like certain goals that you're like, you know, stressing out over what you look like all the time. Exactly. The whole purpose. Yep. of being in a healthy lifestyle. So I was wondering too, when you were saying all of that, at any point, did you ever think like, or did you ever talk to like a dietitian and say like, I want to talk to somebody about how to eat healthier and that be the goal instead of what program can I do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I actually hired a registered dietitian. After was that the show. coach? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't know what you meant by coach could mean lots of things. Yes, totally. Yeah. So I actually hired a registered dietitian after my competition because I knew at that point, my body was in a very fragile state and, um, you know, you can really mess up your hormones, your metabolism, everything. And I did not want to do that. I wanted to do it the healthiest way possible. Um, especially because like, I did want to compete again, not in that way, Um, but I did want to maybe compete again in the future. And I just, I did not want to like wreck my body from it. So, um, you know, I, I did reach out to a registered dietitian that got me back on the right track. So that's good. So the reason I asked that is because, so I, I struggle with this with, with my kids because I, like you, you know, was, we were raised with and it's nothing against anyone, but you know, uh, you, as time goes on, you learn things, you know, there's more statistics on diets and all of these things. And I think, you know, skinny as healthy has always been pushed no matter social media or not. And so I think, you know, uh, we come from more of a, 
faster metabolism line mm. lineage and uh, have always been able to, you know, really not have to be heavily into working out and still can maintain a smaller type of scale. And I'm not saying we're like super skinny or super whatever, but yeah. it doesn't matter. And so my, yeah. So like, that's yeah. just, you know, I think some people do have that, um, fasting metabolism by nature. Oh, for sure. Some do not. And so mm-hmm. my son who's five is very much like I was as a kid, you know, so much energy running around all day long, very skinny, regardless of what he eats. Yes. And you know, my daughter who's six, it does not have the fast metabolism at all. And to throw into the dynamic, her being adopted, like makes me already feel like she's going to, um, grow up and resent us. And not like, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but statistically speaking, it's very natural for that to happen for the adopted child to grow up and feel that way about their adopted parents. And, you know, and so I just, we try to do anything and everything we can to have open conversations with her so that she knows how loved she is and where she came from. And, you know, we have like relationships with, with her, you know, we have an open adoption with her family, with her biological family. So we hope that that will help. But anyway, all that to say at the end of the day, we, you know, we have different DNA and we have, we're different biologically, you know, she doesn't look like us and she doesn't have the same, um, metabolism and all that. And so I, it's hard for me. I had, our doctor refer us to a dietitian for her and, um, I was having, it was over zoom because everything's virtual, you know, of course. <laughs> nowadays, of course. And, um, it was just like last week and it was really eye opening for me because she was like saying how, you know, food and like treat like desserts, treats mm. or whatever should never be a reward. And I was like, Correct. Oh my gosh. We, I'm so guilty of that because we were yeah. raised on, you don't get dessert if you don't finish your dinner. And that's like yes. literally reward. Like good behavior. You can have candy. If you're good, you can have ice cream, you know, like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that has been ingrained in my brain my whole life. I mean, think about like, yeah, totally. And most women are like, I was good all week. So I deserve this, you know, piece of chocolate cake, or I was good this week. So I deserve this glass of wine. Whereas, and and that's where that negative, um, relationship with food Exactly. That's where that negative relationship with food really comes in because you don't, you know, and this is the thing, you know, through our life and through all these events that we go to, if you look at it, a lot of them are based around food, right? Mm -hmm. And they're based around food that is, you know, high calorie, high fat, high carb intake, right? And you know, if we start to like, I started to look at it as like, okay, if I'm going to an event, um, especially an event that I know is going to have food that will not, um, contribute positively to my goals, then I'm going to eat before I go. And then that way I can make healthier choices um, this way I, you know, cause a lot of times we're going into an event and we are like, we're starving because we haven't eaten all day because we know that we're going to this thing. And 
that is the opposite of what we're supposed to do. Um, but getting back to the reward, you know, a lot of times we do reward ourselves with food over like saying, you know, and that's why a lot of times I try to get my clients to, you know, when they're thinking about goals, I'm like, okay, if you want to reward yourself for this goal, because a lot of people are driven by like reward. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to reward yourself for this goal, like how about like getting a new workout outfit, or if there's a book that you really want to get, like getting that book, or if there is, you know, just something that is not related to food with reward is, is super, you know, I mean, it could be even for kids. Um, a lot of times, like even just a day with mom, like one-on-one time with mom and going out and like going shopping or something like that would be, or going to see a movie. um, Right. Yeah. That was really helpful. And she was saying like, not only reward, but it shouldn't be the, the consequence either. Correct. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like if, you know, saying, well, you know, you're not going to get that food or that dessert if you don't do this, like instead it should just be neutral. And it was just literally so mind blowing to me. I'm like, oh my gosh. So she's like, regardless of like behavior or what they're choosing to eat, like it should be neutral. So like the treat, you know, if you want to limit it to one treat a day, that's fine. They can pick it whenever, you know, and it's not determined on, you know, them finishing their dinner first or behaving a certain way. And like she said, like you said, you know, other factors can be the consequence or reward, you know, take away screen time if they decided not to finish their dinner or, and keep the dinner there. And when they say they're hungry, hunger is the consequence Mm -hmm. and they can finish their dinner. And I'm like, I'm so bad about that too, because I'll just clean up after dinner and throw everything away. And I'm like, oh, I should have left the plate out because now they're saying, oh, I'm hungry. And I'm like, well, you're not getting anything because you didn't fucking eat dinner. You right. Drives me crazy. But, but that's how we were raised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly, I mean, it's when we yeah. talk about those paradigms, like that's exactly how we were raised. And sure. I mean, I remember, you know, my mom sometimes saying like, make sure you clear your plate off. Yeah. Like finish everything. Okay, like, yeah that should not be something that is expected from a child. Like if they're not hungry anymore, that's okay. They don't have to eat. Um, and you know, a lot of times as adults, we are not aware of our hunger cues because we are taught that we have to clear our plate. Another thing that I started doing as well was eating on a smaller plate. Mm, So instead of eating on like, you know, when you buy the set of dishes, you have like the larger dinner plate that it comes with and then the smaller, like almost like appetizer plate. Yeah. And so I eat off the appetizer plate um, when I eat dinner because, you know, it looks fuller when we put our food on an appetizer plate versus you're trying to fill this dinner plate. And, you know, if you're really watching your portion sizes and you're weighing your, your food out in order to meet a certain goal, um, you know, that can look a little different on a big dinner plate, especially if you're doing, you know, like I eat six times a day. So my meals are not large meals. They are smaller meals. And so if I am creating a meal And, you know, it's my fifth meal of the day. It's not going to be 
that large. So putting right. it on that smaller appetizer plate makes it look like I have more food, but actually I don't. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it was really helpful for me for sure, because I, I didn't realize, I guess, like you, you know, like we said, you don't know until you know, and you don't realize that you're creating, you know, we weren't trying to create negativity around food and we were uh, not even intentionally you know what I mean it was yeah, yeah well was and I mean this is one of the reasons too that I that I am creating this program for mothers and daughters because um you know these girls are eventually going to go off to college and have to live on on their own and they're going to have to you know a lot of times when when, when girls graduate high school and they go off to college or they, you know, start living on their own, they have zero idea on how to cook food. They have zero idea on how to choose the right food. They have zero idea on how to nourish their body. I mean, I was thinking about it and I'm like, no one teaches the, these kids in like sports, um, which, you know, it's to no fault of anyone, but does anyone teach these kids it's in during sports? Like, Hey, this is a great you know, meal for you to have before we go out on the field, because it's going to give you energy and you're going to feel full. And it's, you know, like no one teaches them that. So if we're able to like teach, you know, these girls like, Hey, this is a great pre-workout or post-workout meal. Um, you know, it's important for us to know that like during our workouts, we're breaking down our muscle fibers. And in order to repair them, we need to eat protein. Um, and so, yeah. you know, it's just, those are things that we're just not taught in school. So, um, you know, creating this program, I've just become so passionate about it. I think it's a way for mothers and daughters to really bond as well, because, you know, we can kind of break some of those like mindset barriers that, us ourselves as moms have, um, especially, you know, you get into the older generation and they have, you know, a lot of, um, beliefs that maybe we don't believe, but they believe because that's the generation that they grew up in, you know, mm -hmm. goes with like anything, not even just food. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So can you just really quickly talk about, so the program, so you're launching a mother daughter program. Will you just tell us what that's called, when to look out for it? Because I'm definitely telling Layla about it. <laughs> so I am launching it next year. Um, it does not have a name yet, but I am launching it next year. Um, so I'm working hard on that right now. So I'll keep you up to date with that. Um, I do right now have a program for women called mom to milf. Um, so it's, I a, love that name. <laughs> so it is the 90 day mom to milf method. Um, so I am just teaching mom, like busy moms, how to be able to live and not feel restricted in their life. Um, be able to, you know, enjoy, you know, wine or cookies or cake, like cake is my favorite thing ever. And like, if, if you took that away from me, my entire life, I would not want to live a life without cake. So, you feel about cake, you, my wine is your cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge drinker, um, anymore, but I used to be, um, but I'm just not a huge drinker yeah. anymore. So yeah, I mean, yeah, the one person's cake is another person's wine. So, um, 
but yeah, so teaching these women how to like, one of my clients is like, wait, you're giving me more food and I'm losing weight. I'm like, yes, girl. And that's how it works. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes, milk. Yes. Yes, milk. That's right. <laughs> that's so funny. So, um, but yeah, so they can find me on Instagram at Renee. So it's R E N A E A. Goodwin, um, or on Facebook under Renee Goodwin. Um, I have a free Facebook community, which I actually have to change the name to because I was put in Facebook group jail Mm. (laughs) because apparently MILF is a derogatory word. So, um, now I have, did you put periods in between or something to like, I did not. I just did. So now Mm. I'm going to change it to the, um, M to M free community, Mm-hmm. Um, so I cannot change it though until the 14th because that's when I'll get out of jail. <laughs> oh, Facebook. That's so funny. Yeah, um, we'll drop your, we'll drop all those links in the show notes for the podcast yeah, too, sure. when this, when this, um, goes live. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. Do you have anything you want to add sis? What were you about to say? You know- you know, I'm going to say no and then talk anyways. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, do you have some? No, um, actually, she just keeps talking every time. Do you have anything? I'm like, no, I'm good. And I'll literally say like nine sentences. <laughs> but every no, I, yes, I do have something to add. I just wanted to say thanks so much for being on. And um, I, is it frowned upon to be like a self-proclaimed MILF? Like, <laughs> no, uh, absolutely not. Get it. Absolutely not. You're one that has to think you're a MILF anyways, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole, I mean, honestly, that's the whole thing. Like it's a feeling really. Um, I mean, I feel like, you know, it's for me, uh, when I look back on my journey, I was like, oh, I was totally feeling like a mom, like just kind of like, Meh, I'm just kind of going through my day to day. I wasn't feeling super confident. I, you know, the whole thing. And then it was like, once I actually like stepped into my health or, you know, stepped into my health and then like stepped into who I am, it was this whole other confidence came out and it was like, okay, I'm a MILF. You are. (laughs) Thank you. So are you girls. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We don't work out. Um, I have three kids. That's my workout right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I sweat sitting down. It's fine <laughs> for calories without even doing it. Everyone okay. probably hates me. It's fine. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, thank you guys so much for having me on. I've had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Yes, we have too. What's the matter? So I forgot to turn my notifications off and, um, I got a text from my husband just now, I guess I was supposed to put, oh, sorry. I guess I was supposed to put ham and beans in the crock pot. Oops. He's like, how are the ham and beans? <laughs> uh, throw them in there, put it on high. You're eating at 8 well, PM. <laughs> you're like, they're still in the original form that they were this morning. <laughs> Do you got an Instapot? Yeah, no, just a crock pot and an air fryer, which that's irrelevant, but, um, <laughs> oh, air fryer's life girl. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. not going to help you for ham and beans. No, it's not. <laughs> maybe for the ham though. But yeah. maybe just on high real quick and just say, oh, it smells, smells delicious in here. Yeah. You just won't sure. be able to eat till like 8 PM. Right. <laughs> Ever. He's like going to work every day. I'm just sitting here on, on zoom calls. <laughs> You've been working. Calm down. That's hard work. 
you can work from home. Yeah, for you know, sure. Funny, like you had one job, put the freaking <laughs> food in the crock pot. I mean, but, yeah, we are human. You can't be flawless all the time. Exactly. Just Always ask for grace for yourself. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but well, ask I for actually, grace. Say you'll, be, you'll have that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I remember to put my food in the crock pot. I'm just saying. Well, you're a queen. <laughs> I feel very caught in the middle right now. <laughs> gotta go do this crock pot. So, um, okay. Thank you so much for chatting. I'll be in touch. Well, you just, yeah, we'll reach out about the, the mom thing because that sounds yeah. really, especially yeah. with a teen, a teen girl. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so it's, much for being on here, Renee. Yeah, of course. You're so welcome. Thank you. Okay. We'll have a girl. Okay, All right. Bye. See ya. Wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave us a review wherever you are listening, or just take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and share it to your stories and tag us. We are on the gram at dynamicduo.pod. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notifications every week when we drop new episodes. Chat soon.